Welcome to Muscle Talk, where you'll get world champion advice about nutrition and stacking on muscle. Our host, Christine Enville, she's a three-time world champion bodybuilder, an IFBB professional, a food scientist, and a founding co-owner of our podcast sponsor, International Protein. In this podcast, we differentiate between collagen peptides, food peptides, and medical peptides. We touch on how they work at a cellular level and how they can help muscle growth and fat loss. Christine, today I want to talk about what peptides do for muscle. So first of all, what are peptides and how do peptides help muscle growth? And if you actually Google peptides, a lot of results are going to be skin and cosmetic related. So is that in any way related to collagen peptides, for example? Okay. A lot of questions there, Ash. Let's break them down one by one. And we'll start off with what are peptides? So peptides, it's a really broad name and it encompasses a whole lot of stuff, which in some ways are unrelated, but at the same time, I guess they're related. So a peptide is essentially like a couple of amino acids. So like maybe two or three amino acids still attached to each other. So just going back, taking a step back from there as well, protein is made up of amino acids Mm -hmm. and in different proteins, it's formed together in different configurations. So it like long chains of them and can be like spirals, but they're essentially like all amino acids because that's like a single molecule and then they're bonded together to each other to create what we call a protein. Mm -hmm. So a peptide is not a single amino acid. It's a group of amino acids which is still bonded together in their natural format, but they have been, I guess, produced by using enzymes majority of the time as enzymes to break down a longer or larger protein into what we call peptides. Okay. That's full of, like from a food perspective. So if you look at our amino charge WPI, there are whey peptides mm-hmm. in that product. What that means is that the whey protein was reacted together with an enzyme and the protein got broken up because basically the enzymes eat away at the bonds, mm-hmm. break up the bonds, and then they leave the residual is a dye tri majority. Sometimes it can be like four but obviously as soon as it's a singular thing, it's an amino acid. It is no longer a peptide. Mm-hmm. And as soon as there's two, it becomes, it's a classified as a peptide. Right. How that relates to the body is that a peptide is better absorbed than a single amino acid. So the, the way that the body recognizes that when it goes through the intestine is that it is easier to get the peptide mm-hmm. across the brush borders into the body, into the bloodstream than what it is an amino acid. Right, so it's the combination of the two amino two, two or three, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, but it's it's been produced by taking a protein, reacting it with an enzyme to to create a peptide, which is obviously a much smaller molecule because a protein itself might be. Explain that really well. So you, you know, you know you what came it. to you know what came to my mind though. I, I don't know if you had the same ad in Australia, but we used to have. Um, I think it was Drive. And it was like washing powder and there was this little like Pac-Man kind of enzyme running around eating things. And that's 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 the visual I had in my mind. Well, it, well, it's essentially like that. It's running around in the solution with the protein and yep. it's chomping up the bonds and breaking it apart mm. to make it you know easier to digest. So that, you know, relating back to protein means it's absorbed a lot more quickly than what a full protein is because of the protein in the body still has to go through that because that's going to happen in your stomach. 
like your stomach is going to create the peptides out of the protein, whereas if you put the peptide in, it's already in that format. It's easy. It can just pass through. It doesn't need to be digested. That's why it's more quickly absorbed. That makes a lot of sense. That's right. So mm-hmm. that's so like our complete aminos has the casein peptide. So casein is normally very, very slow to digest, has a great amino acid sequence, but in that format where it's been hydrolyzed, and which is the, the what that process is, and then turned into peptides means that it gets in so very the processes. Hydrolysis, 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 which creates a peptide. Correct. Right. Yeah. So same thing with collagen. Mm-hmm. Collagen, they believe that if you just eat collagen, which hasn't been turned into peptides, your body just sees that as a protein and it just uses it as nutrition, calories. Right. When, it, when you have collagen as a peptide, what they believe or what the research is showing is that it actually preferentially does go to the site where it is required. So if it needs needed to rebuild ligament, skin, tendons, cartilage, that type of thing, which is what collagen, where it belongs, when it's already in a peptide form, they believe, and again, I you know, research is still ongoing with this type of thing, but this is like if you go back to when I was a kid, long time ago, where people thought that eating gelatin would improve nails, skin, same kind of thing because that's essentially the amino acids that make up that type of protein because we all know that different proteins have different sequences of amino acids. But they realised that essentially the body didn't preferentially take those amino acids as much as it just turned it into food. But now being in that peptide form, they believe that the body, that inside of the body once it is absorbed, it does preferentially know where to go. And that's what like... So again, whether that is actual fact or whether that's kind of marketing, you know, there's a lot of studies around that show that collagen does improve skin texture, does improve joint rehabilitation or, you know, regrowth and that type of thing. So I believe it does work, but that's the difference between like eating the whole protein and then having the hydrolyzed form and how it can preferentially seek out the different area where it needs to go to. And that's the big selling point around the collagen and hence why it's used in Topical, so you see that in a lot of cosmetic stuff, it's mm-hmm. topical, so they believe it can absorb into the skin, help rebuild that format and that matrix, but it's not just as simple as that because there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's needed, other components, different vitamins, different minerals that need to be present to build, rebuild cartilage and to rebuild collagen. So it's not as simple as just putting the right amino acids in there. It has to be the complete right matrix of everything, mm-hmm. and that's why in some of those beauty products you'll see that there's other ingredients as well. It's not just pure collagen, that there's normally some, maybe some biotin, some copper and vitamin C and different components that go into making that skin. So that's a little bit more complex in sports nutrition when it comes down to having a peptide. It is simply a very, very quickly absorbed version of that amino acid that you need to go away and repair and recover and start that process. So that's that's on the food side of it. Okay. Then there's the, I get, I call them the medical peptides, which is the products that you need with a prescription, which are things like your SARMs, your CJC, Ipamorelin, JHRP6. So that's a, you're shaking your head. I've got no idea what no you're talking idea. about, but that's okay. They, they kind of got famous. Oh, you, might, you might not have been over here. So there was a lot of controversy around peptides a few years back. I think Essendon Football Club was using them obviously massive performance improvement and then it kind of all blew up because it's like were they legal, were they not legal, were they taking, you know, because people were kind of lumping them together with anabolic steroids and saying, oh, this is all oh, right. really, really bad, but they're they're not. They are actually in, in Australia they're legal 
if you have a doctor's prescription, right, which generally means that it's related with anti-aging or recovery. So that so in much the same way that I talked about how the collagen can get directed to a specific point and fix a certain thing. Now, I don't 100% know how these peptides are made because it's chemistry more than food. Like mm-hmm. it's a little bit more scientific, so I don't know whether they are synthesizing them from something or how they're actually doing that. So we might have to ask an expert about that. But they are essentially a peptide, which means they are a sequence of amino acids and a specific sequence does a specific thing works into the body in a specific place and that's how directed it is if you get the right sequence, much like let's use, you know, human growth hormone as an example, it's that specific sequence the body recognises in a certain way and knows what to do with it. So with these these peptides, certain ones help with recovery, certain ones uh, I've got I've got a whole lot of notes here so I make sure I don't get it all wrong. This And then you know, this is taken from the company's website in what they do, but, you know, basically fitting in and either mimicking the way that the growth hormone works without being growth hormone or mimicking how different things work or creating your own natural growth hormone to release. So they have a, they're working at a very, very cellular level without being, I guess, a foreign chemical or, or something like a steroid, which is whilst you could argue that obviously testosterone is natural, it's still like a synthetic version of it. So, so advantageous for bodybuilders to get their hands on prescriptions. Yeah, like it's definitely going to be helpful to, you know, either people use it a lot for injury recovery mm-hmm. because it can actually work at the side of the injury. I don't know a lot about that other than that I do believe people actually like inject at the side of the injury. But these things are available, you know, some of them are topical, some of them are um, injectable, but they are basically, you know, helping mostly to, you know, increase lean muscle mass and increase fat burning yeah, they're an anti-aging tool essentially where natural growth hormone might have declined. Uh, so I'm going to read some of the notes here so I don't get it so far wrong because I said it's not food as much as this is obviously, you know, medical. Um, so it says here that peptides work by manipulating the body's own natural function without fundamentally changing them. And obviously they can do things like, you know, improve injury repair, improve muscle development, uh, improve weight loss. They improve healing on a cellular level. So that basically, again, that's you know what the collagen is supposed to be doing. It's going to repair the collagen at a cellular level. So these peptides are doing the same thing. They're working at a cellular level. You don't eat them. Sorry, that's a, a missed thing. There are a couple that are oral, mm-hmm. but they're not a food. They're like a, a capsule. But a lot of the time it's either like a cream that the body absorbs into the blood or a, a subcutaneous injection. So the peptides... What else can I say about the peptides? They uh, increase muscle mass, increase lean development, boost metabolism. There's a whole lot of claims around them. Uh, they do actually work, but they're not they're not like a wow, okay, boom, massive, massive change. So it's a subtle thing that's going to happen and you still obviously got to train, eat right, and do everything right with it. Like it's not a magic potion in that way. But I think if someone has long-term injuries and things like that, really, really good to look into, as I said, you know, get get the um, access to prescriptions and that. So talking about something like SARMs, which I think a lot of people will have heard of. So it's a generally done as a subcutaneous injection. So what do they say about this is it's a selective androgen receptor modulator, which is quite a mouthful. Mm. It is known to provide the benefits of traditional unsafe anabolic steroids without negative side effects. 
So I That's guess interesting. It's, yeah, it's it, this peptide works through the androgen receptor to target the muscle bone and fat cells while minimizing negative effects on non-target areas such as prostate hairline and subcutaneous glands. So I guess they're saying that it's, you know, the way that it is targeted is it helps with the repair of obviously muscle, helps, you know, bone to grow, but it's, yeah, it's not just like that blanket approach like what a, um, a steroid has. What else does it say about it? It mimics the effect of testosterone without actual, actually altering testosterone levels. So has a lot of the same properties there. So they're saying essentially you can experience the benefits of testosterone, such as building muscle, strengthening bone, fat metabolism, enhanced libido and joint tendon regeneration and re- repair without possible negative side effects. So that's the, so that's the kind of the, the promise around those peptides. So it's something. So is this the sort of thing if, if you went to the doctor with an injury or, or something like that, you could actually start sort of directing the doctor in this direction? Like how do we make this, u- this information useful to our listeners? I, b- I believe that there are like if people kind of do a bit of a Google search, they will find places that specialise in these more anti-aging type doctors. Like if you went to your regular GP, they may or may not know about it, mm-hmm. uh, but they could certainly do research and point you in the right direction. Right. But there are like anti-aging type doctors, clinics and things around. I know in the US it's very, very popular uh, and in Australia it's becoming more popular because it, like I say, it was a little bit unclear as to where it stood, but now it is act- has actually been declared as a you know prescription available, not illegal. So, if and is it, this the sort of thing people can get on Medicare as well? No, <laughs> it's okay. definitely not a Medicare. Yeah. I think that's probably the the caveat of all anti aging. Yeah, is it's definitely not. It's, it's cosmetic. It's can't it's seen group as, that into the injury category. Uh no, 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 okay. no unfortunately. But yeah, people like. The information is out there around peptides, around the availability, and there is medical screening obviously required to make sure that someone doesn't have, you know, an issue that an other contradictory health issue that might be aggravated by these. Because obviously, when certain things grow, if people have cancers and things like that, then it's not good to do this type of therapy because it can actually increase the rate of growth of of those things, but definitely around injuries, speak to the person who's, you know, surgeon or whoever is dealing with that and they should have some information around that or be able to do your own research around that um, cool. and, and try it out. So, yeah, so that that's the Psalms is obviously, you know, a very, very famous one around, you know, bodybuilding circles and, and that. There's another one called MK677, which is also, an, this is one of the ones that is oral and it's a growth hormone secretog, which I can't say properly, but basically helps you to secrete or basically mimics the action of growth hormone. Okay. It's without being growth hormone, which has obviously got a whole bunch of other negative things around it because it doesn't, again, doesn't really differentiate between what you want it to grow and just kind of grows everything. Right. Um, But it stimulates the pituitary gland to increase the release of numerous hormones like insulin-like growth factor with little to no increase in cortisol which obviously we all want to keep cortisol low yep. as a potent orally administrated growth hormone releasing compound. It provides many of the benefits of injectable growth hormone releasing peptides, such as ipramorelin and GHRP6. So it's a alternative to some of the other peptides, but noting there that it says that it does actually increase the release of IGF one, which is what is associated with, you know, 
cancer. So we were talking about that in other podcasts about how dairy proteins and animal proteins increase that and are better for muscle growth. So that's great. But that's why it's very important that there's screening done to make sure that a person's not predisposed to cancer because it will exacerbate that problem. So it's not to be taken lightly, hence why it is prescription. And, you know, I am not a doctor, so not qualified to give any advice around that type of thing. This is more just kind of what I've pulled off and on research around these. And, you know, they have been around for quite a long time now, like around maybe more than 10 years, probably longer than that, but I've kind of been aware of them around about the place. And definitely if people are looking at, um, you know, improving naturally what they're doing, particularly as we get older, because we want to, you know, maintain, again, like these will also help with skin because that's all, you know, skin, muscle, ligaments, you know, injury repair and, and keep us, I guess, younger essentially. Um, so, yeah, I, that that's essentially the medical peptides versus the food type peptides mm-hmm. and then where collagen kind of sits in the middle and would probably support the usage of all of these things because, you know, it's one thing to, you know, create the, I guess, the chemical environment within the body, the hormonal environment to do something, but then you need to support it with the nutrition and have the right nutrients in there and the right building blocks, which is essentially what the, um, you know, the collagen peptides are doing around the joints and ligaments and skin. And then obviously the protein around your nutrition and, you know, having the amino acid, the right amino acids for recovery mm-hmm. and muscle growth. So supporting these, like, it's, you know, it's not like one or the other, they would work beautifully together, um, you know, giving yourself the right amino acids and the right proteins from nutrition and then supporting it with something like that. But yeah, I would love to hear if anyone has any experience with them. And again, you know, that's what the group's for, the closed group, Muscle Talk with people. A Facebook group. Yeah, the Facebook group, jump in and let us know if they've had any uh, experience with those things. I do know that they are heavily used in the States uh, because a lot of people, again, you know, steroids are illegal have a lot of negative side effects. These are not illegal when prescribed properly and don't have the same kind of side effects. You know what? If anybody's got a lot of experience on them, it would be really great to um, actually get them on the podcast. It would be. And get them to, or if, if we've got any specialists out there in a particular field that are listening, it would be great to get you involved. Yeah. Yeah. Not just in this subject and in, in a multitude of subjects. So yeah. anyway, that was a very... Um, information overload but also very <laughs> interesting interesting episode thank you very much christine no worries words of wisdom if you like what you've heard leave us a review and recognize that these bodybuilding tips from international protein are free so show your support by becoming a loyal international protein customer the best supplements money can buy so jump online hunt down our product and hit that buy now button